0: You're thinking, what's the new equation? It's about building trust and delivering sustained outcomes that make change for today and tomorrow.
1: We are broadcasting today from the unceded territories of the Coast Salish peoples, including Musqueam, Squamish, and tsleil Nations. Welcome to our Women in Leadership podcast and vodcast series sponsored by PwC. I'm Haley Wooden, Executive Editor of Business in Vancouver, and it's my pleasure to host this three-episode series. It features inspiring female leaders from different backgrounds and sectors on topics that really are important to all of us, leadership and mentorship, ESG, and EDI. And across the series, our guests will be in conversation with me and experts from PwC. Episodes run March 8th to 10th around International Women's Day, which happened on March 8th. And today's episode takes a look at leadership and mentorship. Joining us from PwC is Roger Hundle, PwC Canada's BC technology leader and a partner in the firm's assurance practice. She's also a member of the BC region extended leadership team. Great to have you with us. Thanks for joining the show.
2: My pleasure to be here, Haley. Thank you for having me.
1: And we're in conversation with Jeanette Jackson, CEO of Foresight, the largest clean tech accelerator in Canada. Under her leadership, Foresight has expanded accelerator programs from one province to national and built a vibrant industry innovation program. Jeanette, great to have you. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Excited for our conversation today. I'd love to hear from you, Jeanette, about the role mentorship has played in your career.
0: Sure. Well, I feel like I'm going to start back, you know, to my young age. Uh, I do come from a place where I left the home very young, my parents separated. And so I needed to seek out mentorship very early on in my my career and life journey. And so uh, I reached out and and there were a couple of wonderful female mentors that helped me, you know, set path for managing the balance between work and going to school. Uh, and then as I navigated further through life, I had the opportunity to move to Europe and live in Geneva, and there was a wonderful woman there in the uh, legal and banking sector that mentored me and sort of helped ground my perspective on business. And then when I came back to Canada and finished my degree, mentorship has just continued to be such an incredible uh, foundation for me to learn and solve problems and perhaps uh, foresee potential challenges faster than I would have otherwise alone. So it's it's very much an important aspect to my success as both an entrepreneur and business leader.
1: There are a few things I want to follow up on there. We were chatting just before we hit record about how it's been maybe a bit of a busy week. And you just mentioned finding work-life balance. I mean, what are your thoughts around how you navigate that today?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, you know, for me, it's hard. I am someone that you could, you know, hashtag workaholic in probably every social media post that being said, you know, over the last uh, year or so, I've really worked to to schedule time to ensure that I'm, you know, getting that quality time in with my daughter, I'm, you know, turning off the computer and putting away the phone at a reasonable hour and, and making it work. And ironically, it's actually been very uh, grounding in a sense of having just more free time, less stress, but actually being more impactful during my work hours, because I'm energized, focused, and ready to execute. So um, but I don't know. It's an ongoing battle there. It ebbs and flows. And, uh, you know, with climate sustainability being such a hot space right now, it's it's hard to say no and not want to be part of every conversation and, uh, and and be part of that momentum.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Rajveer, what about for you? What role has mentorship played in your career?
2: Yeah, mentorship has had a significant uh, impact for me over the years as well um, that I've been at PwC and is really the reason why I'm a partner today. Um, my first recollection of an impactful, meaningful mentoring connection was when I was an associate. Um, and, as, and a partner that I was working with uh, had a broader conversation with me about my career and took an interest in, in my career and my development. That was really powerful to me because it made me you know, think about continuing to progress my journey at the firm. Um, and until that time, I really hadn't thought ahead about my career with it being so early on in my career. Um, And then I think the other time for me in my career where having a mentor was again really important in my journey was when I was being promoted from senior manager to partner. Um, So making that jump to kind of that leadership role Um, and this individual was another female partner that I worked with. uh, And she supported me in ensuring for you know the opportunities that might have not been in my control that I was able to make sure that I had the chance to experience these opportunities. Um, And I was brought to the table uh, for these opportunities and experiences. So she really played an important role in in me being where I am today. So there's been many instances, I would say, since that time where that same individual or or others have mentored me um, as I was being admitted to the partnership, as well as in my role as a partner, uh, and taking on leadership roles as well. Um, Absent mentorship, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. Um, And I wouldn't have had the opportunities to pursue uh, that I've had that have made me the leader and and professional I am today, so I believe mentorship happens throughout your career um, and it doesn't just come from one individual Um, and i've cherished and, and i'm really grateful for all the mentoring relationships i've had over the years.
1: To quickly follow up on that, because I think some people wonder, how can you set up a mentorship type of relationship with someone you admire? Have you had to raise your hand and really advocate for those opportunities, Rajvir, or have people maybe broached the subject with you and, and mentored you without having to have an explicit conversation about it?
2: Yeah, I, I found it for me personally, it's naturally come about in some of the relationships that I've had in the work that I've been doing. Um, for instance, when I talk about that female partner, you know, we worked closely together and I think she saw my ambition, my drive and what I really brought to the table until in terms of skills and experience. And then at the same time, maybe some of the barriers and challenges I was seeing. So, you know, although she wasn't my formally my coach, because um, we do have you know a coach within the organization, Um, she really became someone that was an advocate or mentor. And I think, you know, it's really important you have that authentic and trusted relationship with whoever you, um, you know, work with as a mentor. So I guess for me, personally, um, I found that it's naturally developed through existing relationships and having that existing foundation. Um, But, you know, I, I encourage a lot of Um, you know, kind of our our younger staff to, you know, reach out and really be bold in terms of, you know, whether they see leaders that um, might be, you know, they see themselves in or have similar backgrounds or they aspire to, to really reach out and make those connections. Because I think more often than not, you'll find everyone is more than happy to take the time out of their day to really, you know, share with them their experiences journey and support them in their path. So um, although it might be daunting, uh, it's it's definitely I think you'll see a lot of success if you do if you are bold enough to be the one that reach out reaches out and makes those connections with leaders whether it be within your firm or externally within the community as well.
1: That's a good point, uh, Jeanette, Back to you on this. What is the importance of establishing these kinds of mentorship relationships, specifically in clean tech? You mentioned moments ago that it's a busy time for climate-related and clean tech-related initiatives.
0: Absolutely. Well, as we, you know, all strive for the net zero transition and achieving the climate targets for 2030, 2040 and beyond. uh, Really, it's important that we equip Canada's clean tech innovators with the tools that they need to achieve uh, market readiness as quickly as possible. And one way of doing that is through mentorship, uh, similar to my experience, helping them, you know, overcome challenges or foreseeing challenges that they otherwise might have missed. Uh, So for us, mentorship is an extremely important factor in setting up these companies and their teams. You know, companies are all about teams and individuals who come together and and try to be successful. Um, We do this at Foresight through our accelerator programs, and we balance sort of mentorship not only from within Canada and specific expertise, but for international opportunities as well. Uh, we also, you know, through our, our podcast, Clean Tech Forward, really lean into mentorship. We're reaching out to seasoned entrepreneurs and executives who can provide tidbits of sharp and sound advice that share with that broader uh, community. And so um, it's definitely important. We are at 75 EIRs and 43 mentors, and we've supported over 750 ventures with mentorship being the foundation of that training and programming. So. I think we can all collectively have bigger impact with strong mentorship supports.
1: That certainly sounds like a strong mentorship network you've established. I'm curious, too. I mean, we talk about mentorship can go both ways. It's not just necessarily the senior individual mentoring the younger individual and the context of sort of thinking boldly or maybe radically about how we address climate change. Are you seeing opportunities for younger generations to essentially mentor maybe people who are in more senior positions?
0: I love that question. Um, I'm not sure if you know Meredith from uh, Student Energy, um, but we had a really interesting conversation where she was talking about, you know, we obviously want to get the next generation of passionate business sustainability and climate people into all of these opportunities but it is also an equal opportunities for these you know this demographic to push upward sort of their goals their ambitions their aspirations and expectations on what they want these companies and these cultures to look like and so absolutely mentorship is always and i think always has been uh, very much a bi-directional experience Uh, And if I, I don't know if I'm going to uh, say anything off off base here, Raj, but I'm sure for you was the same, you know, being mentored. I also felt inspired to become a mentor. And so there's this whole sort of circular economy of mentorship that, that happens when, when we're all giving, but youth are certainly part of the equation. And uh, I mean, even just, I feel sometimes I learn more from my daughter in in a conversation uh, (laughs) and learning a new perspective and thinking outside of the box. Um, just from a day-to-day, you know, space as well. So absolutely.
1: Well, especially when it comes to sort of ways of thinking, we build these habits and we kind of get locked into these models and sometimes seeing the world through the eyes of a child or someone who's younger than us or comes from a different background can be uh, really exciting.
0: Absolutely. You're thinking, what's the new equation? It's about building trust. And delivering sustained outcomes that make change for today and tomorrow.
1: Rajmir, what about you? Um, what's sort of the importance of mentorship and what are some of the training opportunities or mentorship opportunities you're seeing in business?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Happy to share that. And uh, totally agree with all of Jeanette's points there, just in terms of, um, you know, I think, particularly think about, um, you know, even technology adoption. You know, I think it's fast-paced in terms of transformation and different technology that's being adopted in terms of the way that we work. And I often find myself um, looking to kind of that younger, younger (laughs) staff to to say, "Okay, walk me through how this works exactly," because they're on top of it. And you know, it's to Jeanette's point, it's interesting to see kind of that reverse mentorship and and having those relationships to to kind of get that practical advice. Um, Yeah. No. In terms of you know, I, I think. Uh, similar to Jeanette's comments, it's really critical uh, part of our organization's talent strategy as well, mentorship. Um, And I think particularly now with the war on talent, I would say it's more critical today than it's ever been. Um, There's a lot of different things uh, that are important to people. There's flexibility, there's work experience, there's compensation, but I do believe having the power of a personal connection and focusing on helping someone identify and then achieve their goals is extremely powerful, and arguably um, as powerful as, as comp, you know compensation and flexibility. So, um, you know, if you work with someone that is trusted and you know has your best interests at heart and is authentic—I know that's a term that's come up a couple of times in the conversation already today—I'm um, a firm believer that you know this can open up opportunities. Um, as that's what I've personally experienced as well in my career um you know I get a lot of personal satisfaction out of mentoring um it's one of the most rewarding parts of my career um and at PwC we found that our mentorship programs provide significant benefit Um, to both the mentor and mentee, similar to, you know, what what Jeanette's mentioned and what you've commented on, Haley. You know, these relationships often get people out of their immediate circle and they, you know, help them gain wider perspective as they build these relationships, which help really solve bigger, bigger, you know, bigger problems at the end of the day. So, Our Women in Leadership program accelerates um, the development and retention and advancement of high potential women. Um, And while many insights are gained through the learning curriculum in the program, the mentor component has really provided a forum for women to discuss how and what they learn in the curriculum uh, and applied in their leadership journey uh, from a mentor who comes from a different uh, business unit or a different geography. So again, you know, offering that different lens. Um, I've also played, you know, the role of being a mentor and it's interesting how diverse these relationships have been. Um, So, you know, it starts with listening and it's asking open ended questions and different individuals want different things out of a mentor mentee relationship so, you know, having frank and open conversations and providing as much insights as possible um based on your own experience and lessons learned has been my approach um, but in some some instances you don't have all the answers right um, and you, you you know at that point you can introduce them to someone else or it's about really sharing your knowledge your expertise as, and connections and, and also being an advocate i think that's an important part of the role as well
1: Absolutely. And I'm glad you touched on uh, specifically women in leadership and mentoring other women within the business world. Uh, Of course, it was International Women's Day this week, so I think that's on a lot of people's minds. And Jeanette, I want to ask you specifically about sort of the state of women in clean tech. Are we seeing equity? Is there room to improve? And what's maybe the connection here with mentorship? Yeah, I mean, we every year do sort
0: of collect some data on the ventures and industry partners that we support. And we're looking at about 35%, you know, with women senior executives in those organizations. So there's certainly, you know, room for improvement, uh, but we are seeing things trend upward. Um, Clean Tech is certainly a space with many wonderful women in leadership roles, um, board members, uh, senior executives, technology leads, um, etc. But you know, things that we can do is look at how we inspire sort of the next generation of young, you know, women, uh, of, and w- quite frankly, individuals from all walks of life to to be joining and seeking a, a space in the sector. Uh, last year, we also ran our second annual Women Leading Clean Tech campaign, which is really designed to recognize the excellence of leadership in this space. And it also looks at, you know, elements of, you know, STEM careers, diversity, equity and inclusion and all the other, you know, principles that we hold tight at Foresight. Um, Some of the women that we recognized, I'll start off with Meredith from Student Energy, but we also had, you know, Shelley King, the founding CEO of Natural Products Canada. Uh, Obviously, we have some interesting political leaders, including Catherine McKenna, McKenna, as the Minister of Environment and Climate Change and, you know, Susanna Pierce, the President and Country Chair of Renewables at, at Shell, who's doing incredible work and in investing in the space and, and making sure that all of these considerations are reflected in the projects and initiatives that they invest in. So it's certainly uh, a top priority um, that we balance very closely with, you know, the big, big goal of climate change as well.
1: It is a big goal. And I guess on that topic, what in your view does leadership in this area look like in 2022? We kind of we have the data to understand what's happening. We've known for quite some time there are calls to action, calls to drastic action. What's real leadership look like to you? Sure. I mean, you know, obviously, from a venture
0: perspective, it's all about entrepreneurship and innovation. But um, we'd like to see some of those characteristics emulate through the other critical stakeholders that are going to make this transition a success and that includes government, academia, industry partners and investors. So we really look to uh, bring our sort of vibe and culture to the ecosystem which is, is very you know, entrepreneurial, it is certainly paired with a critical passion for climate and sustainability and a real understanding that to do this right, the collaboration is going to be critical, we really can't have egos and we need to step aside and think about how we can pool resources and focus activities to really accelerate that transition which includes investments and and adoption uh, of all of these technologies. Um, In terms of you know ourselves as the largest accelerator, we want to help SME scale, we want to ensure that You know, we're finding them the talent, both at the junior and all the way through to the executive levels so that they can really compete not only in Canada, but most importantly, collaborating in Canada so that we can, you know, compete globally and hopefully position Canada as a global leader uh, in in clean tech. And so leadership is going to be from all levels of organizations uh, and it's going to be bold and ambitious and uh, steadfast. And so that's what we really try to encourage uh, from our side.
1: Rajveer, moving from, I guess, one crisis to another, that being the pandemic, what are some of the leadership takeaways or leadership lessons you've learned over the last couple of years?
2: Yeah, no, great question. Happy to share. Um, Well, it's certainly been a long stretch and uh, continues to be challenging. And and hopefully we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel here. Um, You know, I would say at the beginning, a lot of the decision making was centralized for consistency, safety and speed, which makes a lot of sense. Um, And communication is key and more regular communication with teams was better, given the uncertainty Um, and and leading with care and empathy is is important uh, during this time. You know, people have struggled with different things and and whether it's staying connected, listening and understanding and adapting to accommodate their needs was really crucial. Um, I would also say, you know, being authentic and transparent and clear in your communications. Uh, and in personal interactions was also important um, along with being realistic but optimistic so it was a real balance between sharing positives and also the struggles so you know I think showing empathy and even vulnerability uh, went a long way in connecting with our people Um, and and given the circumstances, um, all you could do was focus on what you could control. Um, as a leader, I personally focused on mindfully reaching out and connecting with individuals that I mentor and coach, um, whether they be within or outside the firm. And the goal was really to have a meaningful conversation um, as to how I could support these individuals with their immediate challenges, uh, which might be you know, balancing work and life in the remote working environment or long-term goals. So you know, I think the pandemic caused a lot of people to reflect on a number of things including their careers, um, as it's important that people feel, you know, and it's important that people feel supported as they work through these important decisions and, and changes. Um, And they might, you know, be looking to make sure that, you know, it's in line with their goals and objectives. And as leaders, you know, you're sharing your connections and networks and experiences with them to support them through the journey.
1: Well said, Jeanette, what about you, your own leadership lessons learned, and also maybe those learned by the many leaders you're supporting through the accelerator?
0: Absolutely. yeah, so at a macro level, um absolutely agree. It's really that leadership now can happen from anywhere. And so individuals that perhaps you know didn't think they could work for an organization or connect into an organization or, something that they were passionate about now those those borders and those silos you know are are down and you can have really unique leadership influence you know from anywhere you know based on any project or business you're trying to grow with that said, new silos were created right We weren't able to have that emotional and physical uh, touch point you know that that now is done through email and zoom and well effective um, I think a lot of people would say productivity's up but how is your mental health? you know, how are we, you know, calming nerves and, you know, you want to be energized and and focused, but you also want time to have those water cooler talks and just check in with people. And so we had to find new ways to do breakouts and make sure we're connecting, you know, with all team members, both as a group and and individually, just so that there's open platform for feedback to make sure that um, everyone feels supported, that they have the resources that they need, Uh, And of course, if someone needed a break, you know, we have to, we want to make sure that we're cognizant and aware and not letting anything fester too long. I'd like to think we stay ahead, but that's only through conversation, open communication and, and encouraging that it's a safe space to share and, and support. So leadership has transformed um, and uh, we're excited to, to be learning more about what all these other leaders have faced and incorporating some of those learnings into our programming and, And also ourselves reflecting on how we can be the best organization to, to lead by example, when it comes to the team building, you know, accompanied by that, that big, hairy,
1: audacious goal of
0: Canada's clean tech sector.
1: I love that. And in our final few seconds, while we have you, Jeanette, uh, can you share any lessons learned from leading Canada's largest clean tech accelerator? Yeah, I I mean, the lessons learned are,
0: it really comes back to, it takes a community. So collaboration, collaboration, collaboration. It it is a massive problem, which means there are massive opportunities. And I think as Canadians, well, I mean, really any from anywhere around the world, find like-minded people, have open communication, be transparent about what your goals are and what resources you have. And we find that you can really get forward faster with that mentality top of mind.
1: Appreciate you being here to share your thoughts and insights with us. You as well, Rajvir. Thanks to both of you for coming on the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Great great to see you, Raj. Thanks for hosting, Haley. It's been a pleasure to be here today. Our guest today, Rajvir Handel, PwC's BC technology leader, also joined by Jeanette Jackson, CEO of Foresight, the largest clean tech accelerator in the country. This has been our Women in Leadership podcast and vodcast series sponsored by PwC. You can find other episodes at biv.com slash audio or slash video. I'm Haley Wooden, Executive Editor of Business in Vancouver. Thanks for joining us.